Section 46 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes, Chapter 21, Part 3. Roast Fowls. 952. Ingredients. A pair of fowls, a little flour. Mode. Fowls to be tender should be killed a couple of days before they are dressed, when the feathers come out easily. Then let them be picked and cooked. In drawing them, be careful not to break the gore bag, as wherever it touches, it would impart a very bitter taste. The liver and gizzard should also be preserved. Truss them in the following manner. After having carefully picked them, cut off the head and skewer the skin of the neck down over the back. Cut off the claws Dip the legs in boiling water and scrape them. Turn the pinions under. Run a skewer through them and the middle of the legs, which should be passed through the body to the pinion and leg on the other side, one skewer securing the limbs on both sides. The liver and gizzard should be placed in the wings, the liver on one side and the gizzard on the other. Tie the legs together by passing a trussing needle, threaded with twine, through the backbone and secure it to the other side. If trussed like a capon, the legs are placed more apart. When firmly trussed, singe them all over, put them down to a bright clear fire, paper the breasts with a sheet of buttered paper, and keep the fowls well basted. Roast them for three quarters of an hour, more or less, according to the size, and ten minutes before serving, remove the paper, dredge the fowls with a little fine flour, Put a piece of butter into the basting ladle, and as it melts, baste the fowls with it. When nicely frothed and of a rich colour, serve with a good brown gravy, a little of which should be poured over the fowls, and a tureen of well-made bread sauce, number 371. Mushroom, oyster, or egg sauce are very suitable accompaniments to roast fowl. Chicken is roasted in the same manner. Time, a very large fowl, quite one hour. Medium-sized one, three-quarters of an hour. Chicken, half an hour or rather longer. Average cost, in full season, five shillings a pair. When scarce, seven shillings and six pence the pair. Sufficient for six or seven persons. Seasonable all the year, but scarce in early spring. The diseases of fowls and how to cure them. The diseases to which Gallus domesticus is chiefly liable are roop, pip, scouring, and chip. The first mentioned is the most common of all, and results from cold. The ordinary symptoms, swollen eyes, running at the nostrils, and the purple colour of the wattles, part birds so affected from the healthy ones, as when the disease is at its height, it is as contagious as glanders among horses. Wash out the nostrils with warm water, give daily a peppercorn enclosed in dough, Bathe the eyes and nostrils with warm milk and water. If the head is much swollen, bathe with warm brandy and water. When the bird is getting well, put half a spoonful of sulphur in his drinking water. Some fanciers prescribe for this disease half a spoonful of table salt, dissolved in half a gill of water, in which rue has been steeped. Others, pills composed of ground rice and fresh butter. But the remedy first mentioned will be found far the best. As there is a doubt respecting the wholesomeness of the eggs laid by rupee hens, 
it will be as well to throw them away. The pip is a white horny skin growing on the tip of the bird's tongue. It should be removed with the point of a penknife, and the place rubbed with salt. Fowl and rice croquettes, an entree. 953. Ingredients. A quarter of a pound of rice, one quart of stock or broth, three ounces of butter, minced fowl, egg and bread crumbs. Mode. Put the rice into the above proportion of cold stock or broth, and let it boil very gently for half an hour. Then add the butter, and simmer it till quite dry and soft. When cold, make it into balls, hollow out the inside, and fill with minced fowl made by recipe number 956. The mince should be rather thick. Cover over with rice, dip the balls into egg, sprinkle them with bread crumbs, and fry a nice brown. Dish them, and garnish with fried parsley. Oysters, white sauce, or a little cream may be stirred into the rice before it cools. Time. Half an hour to boil the rice. Ten minutes to fry the croquettes. Average cost, exclusive of the fowl, 8 pence. Seasonable at any time. Chip. If the birds are allowed to puddle about on wet soil, or to be much out in the rain, they will get chip. Young chicks are especially liable to this complaint. They will sit shivering in out-of-the-way corners, perpetually uttering a dolorous cheep cheep, seemingly frozen with cold, though on handling them they are found to be in high fever. A wholesale breeder would take no pains to attempt the cure of fowls so afflicted, but they who keep chickens for the pleasure, and not for the profit they yield, will be inclined to recover them if possible. Give them none but warm food, half a peppercorn rolled in a morsel of dough every night, and a little nitre in their water. Above all, keep them warm. A corner in the kitchen fender, for a day or two, will do more to effect a cure than the run of a druggist warehouse. Croquettes of fowl, an entree. 954. Ingredients. 3 or 4 shallots, 1 ounce of butter, 1 teaspoonful of flour, white sauce, pepper, salt and pounded mace to taste, half a teaspoonful of pounded sugar, the remains of cold roast fowls, the yolks of 2 eggs, egg and bread crumbs. Mode. Mince the fowl, carefully removing all skin and bone and fry the shallots in the butter. Add the minced fowl, dredge in the flour, put in the pepper, salt, mace, pounded sugar, and sufficient white sauce to moisten it. Stir to it the yolks of two well-beaten eggs, and set it by to cool. Then make the mixture up into balls, egg and bread crumb them, and fry a nice brown. They may be served on a border of mashed potatoes, with gravy or sauce in the centre. Time. 10 minutes to fry the balls. Seasonable at any time. The turn. What is termed turling with songbirds is known as regard fowls as the turn. Its origin is the same in both cases. Overfeeding and want of exercise. Without a moment's warning, a fowl so afflicted will totter and fall from its perch, and unless assistance be at hand, speedily give up the ghost. The veins of the palate should be opened, and a few drops of mixture, composed of six parts of sweet nitre and one of ammonia, poured down its throat. I have seen ignorant keepers plunge a bird, stricken with the turn, into cold water, but I never saw it taken out again alive, and for a good reason. The sudden chill has the effect of driving the blood to the head, 
of aggravating the disease indeed, instead of relieving it. Hashed fowl, an entree, cold meat cookery, 955. Ingredients. The remains of cold roast fowl, one pint of water, one onion, two or three small carrots, one blade of pounded mace, pepper and salt to taste, one small bunch of savoury herbs, thickening of butter and flour, one and a half tablespoonful of mushroom ketchup. Mode. Cut off the best joints from the fowl, and the remainder make into gravy, by adding the bones and trimmings to a pint of water, an onion sliced and fried of a nice brown, the carrots, mace, seasoning and herbs. Let these stew gently for one and a half hours. Strain the liquor and thicken with a little flour and butter. Lay in the fowl, thoroughly warm it through, add the ketchup and garnish with sippets of toasted bread. Time, altogether one and three quarters of an hour. Average cost, exclusive of the cold fowl, four pence. Seasonable at any time. Skin disease in fowls. Skin disease is, nine times out of ten, caused by the feathers being swarmed by parasites. Poor feeding will induce this, even if cleanliness be observed. Uncleanliness, however liberal the bill of fare, will be taken as an invitation by the little biting pests and heartily responded to. Mix half a teaspoonful of hydroxylic acid with twelve teaspoonfuls of water. Apply to the itching parts with an old shaving brush. Obstruction of the crop. Obstruction of the crop is occasioned by weakness or greediness. You may know when a bird is so afflicted by his crop being distended almost to bursting. Mowbray tells of a hen of his in this predicament. When the crop was opened, a quantity of new beans were discovered in a state of vegetation. The crop should be slit from the bottom to the top with a sharp pair of scissors, the contents taken out, and the slit sewed up again with thread. Minced fowl, an entree, cold meat cookery. 956. Ingredients. The remains of cold roast fowl, two hard-boiled eggs, salt, cane and pounded mace, one onion, one faggot of savoury herbs, six tablespoonfuls of cream, one ounce of butter, two teaspoonfuls of flour, a half teaspoonful of finely minced lemon peel, one tablespoonful of lemon juice. Mode. Cut out from the fowl all the white meat and mince it finely, without any skin or bone. Put the bones, skin and trimmings into a stew pan with an onion, a bunch of savoury herbs, a blade of mace and nearly a pint of water. Let this stew for an hour, then strain the liquor. Chop the eggs small, mix them with the fowl, add salt, cane and pounded mace. Put in the gravy and remaining ingredients. Let the whole just boil and serve with sippets of toasted bread. Time, rather more than one hour. Average cost, exclusive of the fowl, eight pence. Seasonable at any time. Note, another way to make this is to mince the fowl and warm it in white sauce or bechamel. When dressed like this, three or four poached eggs may be placed on the top. Oysters or chopped mushrooms or balls of oyster forcemeat may be laid round the dish. The malting season. During the malting season, beginning properly at the end of September, the fowls will require a little extra attention. Keep them dry and warm, and feed them liberally on warm and satisfying food. If in any fowl the malt should seem protracted, examine it for broken feather stumps still beaded in the skin. 
If you find any, extract them carefully with a pair of tweezers. If a fowl is hearty and strong, six weeks will see him out of his trouble. If he is weakly or should take cold during the time, he will not thoroughly recover in less than three months. It is seldom or ever that hens will lay during the molt, while the cock, during the same period, will give so little of his consideration to the frivolities of love, that you may as well, nay, much better, keep him by himself till he perfectly recovers. A molting chicken makes but a sorry dish. Hashed fowl, Indian fashion, an entree. 957. Ingredients. The remains of cold roast fowl, three or four sliced onions, one apple, two ounces of butter, pounded mace, pepper and salt to taste, one tablespoonful of curry powder, two tablespoonfuls of vinegar, one tablespoonful of flour, one teaspoonful of pounded sugar, one pint of gravy. Mode. Cut the onions into slices, mince the apple, and fry these in the butter. Add pounded mace, pepper, salt, curry powder, vinegar, flour, and sugar in the above proportions. When the onion is brown, put it in the gravy, which should be previously made from the bones and trimmings of the fowls, and stew for three quarters of an hour. Add the fowl cut into nice-sized joints, let it warm through, and when quite tender, serve. The dish should be garnished with an edging of boiled rice. Time, one hour. Average cost, exclusive of the fowl, eight pence. Seasonable at any time. The scour or dysentery. The scour or dysentery or diarrhoea is induced variously. A sudden alteration in diet will cause it, as will a superabundance of green food. The best remedy is a piece of toasted biscuit sopped in ale. If the disease has too tight a hold on the bird to be quelled by this, give six drops of white poppies and six drops of castor oil, mixed with a little oatmeal or ground rice. Restrict the bird's diet for a few days to dry food, crushed beans or oats, stale bread crumbs, etc. Fowl Scallops, Cold Meat Cookery 958. Ingredients The remains of cold roast or boiled fowl Half a pint of bechamel, number 367, or white sauce, number 537, or 539. Mode. Strip off the skin from the fowl. Cut the meat into thin slices and warm them in about half a pint or rather more of bechamel or white sauce. When quite hot, serve and garnish the dish with rolled ham or bacon toasted. Time, one minute to simmer the slices of fowl. Seasonable at any time. The feather-legged bantam. Since the introduction of the bantam into Europe, it is ramified into many varieties, none of which are destitute of elegance, and some, indeed, remarkable for their beauty. All are, or ought to be, of small size, but lively and vigorous, exhibiting in their movements both grace and stateliness. The variety shown in the engraving is remarkable for the tarsi, or beams of the legs, being plumed to the toes, with stiff long feathers which brush the ground. Owing, possibly, to the little care taken to preserve this variety from admixture, it is now not frequently seen. Another variety is often red, with black breast and single dentated comb, the tarsi is smooth and of a dusky blue. When this sort of bantam is pure, it yields in courage and spirit to none, and is, in fact, a game fowl in miniature, being as beautiful and graceful as it is spirited. 
a pure white bantam, possessing all the qualifications just named, is also bred in the royal aviary at Windsor. An Indian dish of fowl, an entree. 959. Ingredients. The remains of cold roast fowl, three or four sliced onions, one tablespoonful of curry powder, salt to taste. Mode. Divide the fowl into joints. Slice and fry the onions in a little butter, taking care not to burn them. Sprinkle over the fowl a little curry powder and salt. Fry these nicely, pile them high in the centre of the dish, cover with the onion, and serve with a cut lemon on a plate. Care must be taken that the onions are not greasy. They should be quite dry, but not burnt. Time, 5 minutes to fry the onions, 10 minutes to fry the fowl. Average cost, exclusive of the fowl, 4 pence. Seasonable during the winter month. The speckled Hamburg. Of the speckled or spangled Hamburg, which is a favourite breed with many persons, there are two varieties, the golden speckled and the silver speckled. The general colour of the former is golden or orange-yellow, each feather having a glossy dark brown or black tip, particularly remarkable on the hackles of the cock and the wing coverts, and also the darker feathers of the breast. The female is yellow or orange-brown, the feathers in like manner being margined with black. The silver speckled variety is distinguished by the ground colour of the plumage being of a silver white, with perhaps a tinge of straw yellow, every feather being margined with a semi-lunar mark of glossy black. Both of these varieties are extremely beautiful, the hens laying freely. First-rate birds command a high price. Fowl sauté with peas, an entree. 960. Ingredients. The remains of cold roast fowl, 2 ounces of butter, pepper, salt and pounded mace to taste, 1 dessert spoonful of flour, half a pint of weak stock, 1 pint of green peas, 1 teaspoonful of pounded sugar. Mode. Cut the fowl into nice pieces, put the butter into a stew pan, saute or fry the fowl a nice brown colour, previously sprinkling it with the pepper, salt and pounded mace. Dredge in the flour, shake the ingredients well round, then add the stock and peas, and stew till the latter are tender, which will be in about 20 minutes. Put in the pounded sugar and serve, placing the chicken round and the peas in the middle of the dish. When liked, mushrooms may be substituted for the peas. Time, altogether 40 minutes. Average cost, exclusive of the fowl, 7 pence. Seasonable from June to August. Boudin à la Reine, an entree. Monsieur Audet's recipe. 961. Ingredients. The remains of cold roast fowls, 1 pint of bechamel number 367, salt and cane to taste, egg and bread crumbs. Mode. Take the breast and nice white meat from the fowls, cut it into small dice of an equal size, and throw them into some good bechamel, made by recipe number 367. Season with salt and cane, and put the mixture into a dish to cool. When this preparation is quite cold, Cut it into two equal parts, which should be made into boudons of a long shape, the size of the dish they are intended to be served on. Roll them in flour, egg and bread crumb them, and be careful that the ends are well covered with the crumbs, otherwise they would break in the frying pan. Fry them a nice colour, put them before the fire to drain the greasy moisture from them, and serve with the remainder of the bechamel poured round. This should be thinned with a little stock. Time, 10 minutes to fry the boudons. Average cost, exclusive of the fowl, 
one shilling and three pence. Sufficient for one entree. Sir John Seabright's Bantams. Above all Bantams is placed the celebrated and beautiful breed called Sir John Seabright's Silver Bantams. This breed, which Sir John brought to perfection after years of careful trials, is very small, with unfeathered legs and a rose comb and short hackles. The plumage is gold or silver, spangled, every feather being of a golden orange or of a silver white, with a glossy jet black margin. The cocks have the tail folded like that of a hen, with the sickle feathers short and straight, or nearly so, and broader than usual. The term hencocks is, in consequence, often applied to them, but although the sickle feathers are thus modified, no bird possesses a higher courage or a more gallant carriage. The attitude of the cock is, indeed, singularly proud, and he is often seen to bear himself so haughtily that his head, thrown back as if in disdain, nearly touches the two upper feathers, sickles they can scarcely be called, of his tail. Half-bred birds of this kind are not uncommon, but birds of the pure breed are not to be obtained without trouble and expense. Indeed, some time ago, it was almost impossible to procure either a fowl or an egg. The finest, says the writer whom we have consulted as to this breed, we have ever seen were in Sir John's poultry yard, adjacent to Turnham Green Common, in the by-road leading to Acton. Fowl a la mayonnaise. 962. Ingredients. A cold roast fowl. Mayonnaise sauce number 468. Four or five young lettuces. Four hard-boiled eggs. A few watercresses. Endive. Mode. Cut the fowl into neat joints. Lay them in a deep dish, piling them high in the centre. Sauce the fowl with mayonnaise made by recipe number 468 and garnish the dish with young lettuces cut in halves, watercresses, endive and hard-boiled eggs. These may be sliced in rings or laid on the dish whole, cutting off at the bottom a piece of the white to make the egg stand. All kinds of cold meat and solid fish may be dressed a la mayonnaise and make excellent luncheon or supper dishes. The sauce should not be poured over the fowls until the moment of serving. Should a very large mayonnaise be required, use two fowls instead of one, with an equal proportion of the remaining ingredients. Average cost, with one fowl, three shillings and six pence. Sufficient for a moderate-sized dish. Seasonable from April to September. Black Spanish. The real Spanish fowl is recognised by its uniformly black colour burnished with tints of green, its peculiar white face, and the large development of its comb and wattle. The hens are excellent layers, and their eggs are of a very large size. They are, however, bad nurses. Consequently, their eggs should be laid in the nest of other varieties to be hatched. In purchasing Spanish, says an authority, blue legs, the entire absence of white or coloured feathers in the plumage, and a large white face, with a very large high comb, which should be erect in the cock, though pendant in the hens, should be insisted on. The flesh of this fowl is esteemed, but from the smallness of its body when compared with that of the Dorking, it is not placed on an equality with it for the table. Otherwise, however, they are profitable birds, and their handsome carriage and striking contrast of colour in the comb, face and plumage are a high recommendation to them as kept fowls. For a town fowl, they are perhaps better adapted than any other variety. Fowl Pullau 
based on Monsieur Soyo's recipe, an Indian dish. 963. Ingredients. 1 pound of rice, 2 ounces of butter, a fowl, 2 quarts of stock or good broth, 40 cardamom seeds, half an ounce of coriander seed, 1 quarter of an ounce of cloves, 1 quarter of an ounce of allspice, 1 quarter of an ounce of mace, 1 quarter of an ounce of cinnamon, half an ounce of peppercorns, 4 onions, 6 thin slices of bacon, 2 hard-boiled eggs. Mode. Well wash 1 pound of the best patna rice. Put it into a frying pan with the butter, which keep moving over a slow fire until the rice is lightly browned. Truss the fowl as for boiling. Put it into a stew pan with a stock or broth. Pound the spices and seeds thoroughly in a mortar. Tie them in a piece of muslin and put them in with the fowl. Let it boil slowly until it is nearly done. Then add the rice, which should stew until quite tender and almost dry. Cut the onions into slices, sprinkle them with flour and fry, without breaking them, of a nice brown colour. Have ready the slices of bacon curled and grilled and the eggs boiled hard. Lay the fowl in the form of a pyramid upon a dish. Smother with the rice, garnish with the bacon, fried onions and the hard-boiled eggs cut into quarters and serve very hot. Before taking the rice out, remove the spices. Time, half hour to stew the fowl without the rice, half hour with it. Average cost, four shillings and three pence. Sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable at any time. The Sarai Tauk or fowls of the sultan. This fowl is the size of our English Polans, and is the latest species introduced to England. They have a white and flowing plumage, a full-sized compact Poland tuft on the head, are muffed, have a full flowing tail, short legs well feathered, and five toes upon each foot. Their comb consists merely of two little points, and their wattles are very small. Their colour is that of a pure white. In January 1854, they arrived in this country from Constantinople, and they take their name from Sarai, the Turkish word for Sultan's Palace, and Tauk, the Turkish for fowl. They are thus called the fowls of the Sultan, a name which has the twofold advantage of being the nearest to be found to that by which they have been known in their own country, and of designating the country whence they come. Their habits are described as being generally brisk and happy-tempered, but not so easily kept as the Cochin Chinas. They are excellent layers, but they are non-sitters and small eaters. Their eggs are large and white. Brahmas or Cochins will clear the crop of a grass run long before they will, and, with scattered food, they soon satisfy themselves and walk away. Pouillard à Cresson 964. Ingredients a fowl, a large bunch of watercresses, three tablespoonfuls of vinegar, a quarter pint of gravy. Mode. Truss and roast a fowl by recipe number 952, taking care that it is nicely frothed and brown. Wash and dry the watercresses, pick them nicely, and arrange them in a flat layer on a dish. Sprinkle over a little salt and the above proportion of vinegar. Place over these fowl and pour over it the gravy. A little gravy should be served in a tureen. When not liked, the vinegar may be admitted. Time, from half to one hour, according to size. Average cost, in full season, two shillings and six pence each. Sufficient for three or four persons. Seasonable at any time. 
Roast Fowl Stuffed 965 Ingredients A large fowl, forcemeat number 417, a little flour. Mode Select a large plump fowl. Fill the breast with forcemeat, made by recipe number 417. Truss it firmly, the same as for a plain roast fowl. Dredge it with flour and put it down to a bright fire. Roast it for nearly or quite an hour, should it be very large. Remove the skewers and serve with a good brown gravy and a tureen bread sauce. Time. Large fowl, nearly or quite one hour. Average cost in full season, two shillings and sixpence each. Sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable all the year, but scarce in early spring. Note. Sausage meat stuffing may be substituted for the above. This is now a very general mode of serving fowl. Penciled Hamburg This variety of Hamburg fowl is of two colours, golden and silver, and is very minutely marked. The hens of both should have the body clearly penciled across with several bars of black, and the hackle in both sexes should be perfectly free from dark marks. The cocks do not exhibit the penciling, but are white or brown in the golden or silver birds respectively. Their form is compact and their attitudes graceful and sprightly. The hens do not sit, but lay extremely well. Hence one of their common names, that of Dutch everyday layers. They are also known in different parts of the country as Chitterprats, Creoles or Corals, Bolton Bays and Greys, and in some parts of Yorkshire by the wrong name of Corsican Fowls. They are imported in large numbers from Holland, but those bred in this country are greatly superior in size. Giblet Pie 966 Ingredients A set of duck or goose giblets, one pound of rump steak, one onion, half a teaspoonful of whole black pepper, a bunch of savoury herbs, plain crust. Mode Clean and put the giblets into a stew pan with an onion, whole pepper and a bunch of savoury herbs. Add rather more than a pint of water and simmer gently for about one and a half hours. Take them out, let them cool and cut them into pieces. Line the bottom of a pie dish with a few pieces of rump steak. Add a layer of giblets and a few more pieces of steak. Season with pepper and salt and pour in the gravy, which should be strained, that the giblets were stewed in. Cover with a plain crust and bake for rather more than one and a half hours in a brisk oven. Cover a piece of paper over the pie to prevent the crust taking too much colour. Time, one and a half hours to stew the giblets, about one hour to bake the pie. Average cost, exclusive of the giblets, one shilling and four pence, sufficient for five or six persons. The Brent Goose. This is the smallest and most numerous species of the geese which visit the British Islands. It makes its appearance in winter and ranges over the whole of the coasts and estuaries frequented by other migrant geese. Mr. Selby states that a very large body of these birds annually resort to the extensive sandy and muddy flats which lie between the mainland and Holy Island on the Northumbrian coast and which are covered by every flow of the tide. This part of the coast appears to have been a favourite resort of these birds from time immemorial where they have always received the name of were-geese, no doubt from their continually feeding on marine vegetables. Their flesh is very agreeable. Hashed Goose 967 Ingredients The remains of cold roast goose, 2 onions, 2 ounces of butter, 
one pint of boiling water, one dessert spoonful of flour, pepper and salt to taste, one tablespoonful of port wine, two tablespoonfuls of mushroom ketchup. Mode. Cut up the goose into pieces of the size required. The inferior joints, trimmings, etc., put into a stew pan to make the gravy. Slice and fry the onions in the butter of a very pale brown. Add these to the trimmings and pour over about a pint of boiling water. Stew these gently for three quarters of an hour. Then skim and strain the liquor. Thicken it with flour and flavour with port wine and ketchup in the above proportion. Add a seasoning of pepper and salt and put in the pieces of goose. Let these get thoroughly hot through but do not allow them to boil and serve with sippets of toasted bread. Time, altogether rather more than one hour. Average cost, exclusive of the cold goose, four pence. Seasonable from September to March. The wild goose. This bird is sometimes called the grey lake, and is the original of the domestic goose. It is, according to Pennant, the only species which the Britons could take young and familiarise. The grey leg, says Mr Gould, is known to Persia, and we believe it is generally dispersed over Asia Minor. It is the bird that saved the capital by its vigilance, and by the Romans was cherished accordingly. Roast Goose 968 Ingredients Goose, 4 large onions, 10 sage leaves, 1 quarter of a pound of bread crumbs, 1 and a half an ounce of butter, salt and pepper to taste, 1 egg. Choosing and trussing. Select a goose with a clean white skin, plump breast and yellow feet. If these latter are red, the bird is old. Should the weather permit, let it hang for a few days. By so doing, the flavour will be very much improved. Pluck, singe, draw and carefully wash and wipe the goose. Cut off the neck close to the back, leaving the skin long enough to turn over. Cut off the feet at the first joint and separate the pinions at the first joint. Beat the breastbone flat with a rolling pin. Put a skewer through the under part of each wing, and having drawn up the legs closely, put a skewer into the middle of each, and pass the same quite through the body. Insert another skewer into the small of the leg. Bring it close down to the side bone, run it through, and do the same to the other side. Now cut off the end of the vent and make a hole in the skin sufficiently large for the passage of the rump, in order to keep in the seasoning. Mode. Make a sage and onion stuffing of the above ingredients, by recipe number 504. Put it into the body of the goose, and secure it firmly at both ends, by passing the rump through the hole made in the skin, and the other end by tying the skin of the neck to the back. By this means, the seasoning will not escape. Put it down to a brisk fire, Keep it well basted and roast from one and a half to two hours, according to the size. Remove the skewers and serve with a tureen of good gravy and one of well-made apple sauce. Should a very highly flavoured seasoning be preferred, the onions should not be parboiled but minced raw. Of the two methods, the mild seasoning is far superior. A ragu or pie should be made of the giblets or they may be stewed down to make gravy. Be careful to serve the goose before the breast falls, or its appearance will be spoiled by coming flattened to table. As this is rather a troublesome joint to carve, a large quantity of gravy should not be poured round the goose, but sent in a tureen. Time, 
a large goose one and three quarters of an hour a moderate sized one one and one quarter to one and a half hours seasonable from september to march but in perfection from michaelmas to christmas average cost five shillings and six pence each sufficient for eight or nine persons note a teaspoonful of made mustard a saltspoonful of salt a few grains of cane mixed with a glass of port wine are sometimes poured into the goose by a slit made in the apron this sauce is by many persons considered an improvement the goose this bird is pretty generally distributed over the face of the globe being met with in north america lapland iceland arabia and persia its varieties are numerous but in england there is only one species which is supposed to be a native breed the best geese are found on the borders of suffolk and in norfolk and in berkshire but the largest flocks are reared in the fens of lincolnshire and cambridge they thrive best where they have an easy access to water and large herds of them are sent every year to london to be fattened by the metropolitan poultriers a michaelmas goose says dr kitchener is as famous in the mouths of the million as the minced pie at christmas yet for those who eat with delicacy it is at that time too full grown the true period when the goose is at the highest perfection is when it has just acquired its full growth and not begun to harden if the march goose is insipid the michaelmas goose is rank the fine time is between both from the second week in june to the first in september it is said that the michaelmas goose is indebted to queen elizabeth for its origin on the table at that season her majesty happened to dine on one at the table of an english baronet when she received the news of the discomfiture of the spanish armada in commemoration of this event she commanded the goose to make its appearance at table on every michaelmas to dress a green goose 969 ingredients goose three ounces of butter pepper and salt to taste mode geese are called green till they are about four months old and should not be stuffed after it has been singed and trussed the same as in the preceding recipe put into the body a seasoning of pepper and salt and the butter to moisten it inside roast before a clear fire for about three quarters of an hour froth and brown it nicely and serve with a brown gravy and when liked gooseberry sauce this dish should be garnished with watercresses time about three quarters of an hour average cost four shillings and six pence each sufficient for five or six persons seasonable in june july and august the egyptian goose a special attention has been directed to this bird by herodotus who says it was held sacred by the ancient egyptians which has been partially confirmed by modern travellers mr salt remarks horus apollo says the old geese stay with their young in the most imminent danger at the risk of their own lives which i have myself frequently witnessed valpansia is the goose of the nile and wherever this goose is represented on the walls of the temples in colours the resemblance may be clearly traced the goose is also said to have been a bird under the care of isis it has been placed by mr gould amongst the birds of europe not from the number of half-reclaimed individuals which are annually shot in britain but from the circumstance of its occasionally visiting the southern parts of the continent from its native country africa roast guinea fowl 
larded. 970. Ingredients. A guinea fowl, lardoons, flour and salt. Mode. When this bird is larded, it should be trussed the same as a pheasant. If plainly roasted, truss it like a turkey. After larding and trussing it, put it down to roast at a brisk fire. Keep it well basted, and a short time before serving, dredge it with a little flour, and let it froth nicely. Serve with a little gravy in the dish, and a tureen of the same, and one of well-made bread sauce. Time, guinea fowl, larded, one and one quarter hours, plainly roasted, about one hour. Sufficient for six persons. Seasonable in winter. Note. The breast, if larded, should be covered with a piece of paper and removed about ten minutes before serving. The guinea fowl. This bird takes its name from Guinea, in Africa, where it is found wild and in great abundance. It is gregarious in its habits, associating in flocks of two or three hundred, delighting in marshy grounds and at night perching upon trees or on high situations. Its size is about the same as that of a common hen, but it stands higher on its legs. Though domesticated, it retains much of its wild nature, and is apt to wander. The hens lay abundantly, and the eggs are excellent. In their flesh, however, they are not so white as the common fowl, but more inclined to the colour of a pheasant, for which it frequently makes a good substitute at table. The flesh is both savoury and easy of digestion, and is in season when game is out of season. Lark pie, an entree. 971. Ingredients. A few thin slices of beef, the same of bacon, nine larks, flour for stuffing, one teacupful of bread crumbs, half teaspoonful of minced lemon peel, one teaspoonful of minced parsley, one egg, salt and pepper to taste, one teaspoonful of chopped shallot, half a pint of weak stock or water, puff paste. Mode. Make a stuffing of bread crumbs, minced lemon peel, parsley and the yolk of an egg, all of which should be well mixed together. Roll the larks in flour and stuff them. Line the bottom of a pie dish with a few slices of beef and bacon. Over these place the larks and season with salt, pepper, minced parsley and chopped shallot in the above proportion. Pour in the stock or water, cover with crust and bake for an hour in a moderate oven. During the time the pie is baking, shake it two or three times to assist in thickening the gravy and serve very hot. Time, one hour. Average cost, one shilling and six pence a dozen. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable in full season in November. Roast Larks, 972 Ingredients Larks, egg and bread crumbs, fresh butter. Mode. These birds are by many persons esteemed a great delicacy, and may be either roasted or broiled. Pick, gut and clean them. When they are trussed, brush them over with the yolk of an egg. Sprinkle with bread crumbs and roast them before a quick fire. Baste them continually with fresh butter, and keep sprinkling with the bread crumbs until the birds are well covered. Dish them on bread crumbs fried in clarified butter, and garnish the dish with slices of lemon. Broiled larks are also very excellent. They should be cooked over a clear fire, and would take about 10 minutes or one quarter of an hour. Time, a quarter of an hour to roast, 10 minutes to broil. Seasonable, in full season in November. 
Note, larks may also be plainly roasted without covering them with egg and bread crumbs. They should be dished on fried crumbs. End of section 46